Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 215. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Very excited to have you all here. Very excited about today's guest. We had to reschedule and we made it happen and it's happening today. Very excited. So if you guys are listening to this on Spotify, make sure to give Elijah Fire Podcast a follow. That'll really help us out. Um, we take every every single episode uh, with the exception of teaching series, which we are slowly adding those in. Um, but uh, we we have them show up in audio form in the po- our podcast platforms uh, by the next morning. So this episode, if you're here and you're listening to it uh, and you decide, ah, no, I like podcasts way better because I can listen to it when I'm doing a bunch of other things. I can put my phone in my pocket, all that good stuff. Um, it's by the next morning. So Mariah always does a great job. She does a great job getting those things on there. All that good stuff. Uh, I forgot to mention this yesterday. So I'm going to mention it today and I'm going to mention it real good. Uh, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, October 4th, we ha- are starting a new teaching series. Yay. So, uh, it's going to be called healing from trauma. It's with Rachel Cordero and Amber Wright. It's going to be four parts. For those of you who are like, those names kind of sound familiar. Uh, Jennifer Martin was on the show. Uh, it was episode 281. Um, and it, uh, it, she was joined by two women from her team who just released a book called Peace to the Pieces about trauma. And uh, my sister was hosting in my stead and she wrote me afterward and she was like, I'm just saying they're awesome. I think that their topic would be making an amazing teaching series. And then I listened to it and I was like, uh, yes. Uh, and so we reached out to them and they were very excited to, to do a teaching series. They committed to four parts. So it's going to be jam packed. We actually recorded that first episode this morning and guys, it is so good. Uh, I cannot wait for you guys to, to, to hear it. I just felt like a multiple times. I felt like shouting be, uh, during the episode because I just, I could feel like there are people that are going to get set free. There's going to be light cast on areas. They didn't know they had trauma in. Um, I'm really excited you guys. So uh, that's tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Again, that's part one of four. So we get four, four episodes. You guys are going to love it. So uh, speaking of, you're going to love it. I think you're going to love today's episode as well. Um, my, my guest today, uh, for those who maybe are fuzzy on who he is, I, which is kind of funny to say, but some of you might be, uh, he's a prominent prophetic voice. He's an author. He's an evangelist. Uh, and he's also the co-founder of Destiny Encounters International, along with his wife, Bryn. Let's give it up for our guest today, Charlie Sham. Charlie Sham, welcome back, man. It's good to see you, Jeff. Yeah, it's good to be on here. Yeah, second time on Elijah Fire. Uh, very exciting. So, what have you been? Uh, what have you been up to, man? You've been been up to a lot. Oh man, we've been running hard. Um, we're getting ready to go back into the nations in December, and uh, this uh, season has been really incredible. We're just seeing God uh, move in such a mighty way, equipping and uh, getting believers ready for what God is going to do even next year in 2024, excited about the move of the Holy Ghost, excited about what God is going to do, because I believe that this move that we're about to enter into is God moving through his people 
And so it's um, the army of the Lord is rising, mm -hmm. people uh, moving out of the pew and into the streets, the highways and the byways, and seeing the power of the Christ that lives in them manifested in the earth. Yeah, come on, come on, man. Well, today we're going to be talking about deliverance. There might be a couple other topics that pop in there, but deliverance specifically, um, what what's on your heart to share in regards to that? Well, you know, we're in a cosmic battle. The Bible tells us out of Ephesians chapter 6, verse uh, 12, that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but okay. against principalities, powers, spirits of darkness, uh, entities that are unseen by the naked eye. And there are forces, uh, these forces of darkness are attempting to infiltrate into our churches, uh, into our families, uh, to touch our children, touch our marriages, uh, touch our communities. And the Lord is raising up a, a powerful um, believers all across uh, the body of Christ that are going to begin to be deliverers and uh, see people set free, the captives going free. And of course, October is um, a month where the world seems to, especially in America, celebrate darkness. Mm -hmm. It isn't anywhere uh, that you can turn that you don't see some kind of uh, death and dead being, being celebrated. And we want to celebrate Christ and let people know that Jesus uh, has given us power. He's given us authority. Uh, over all realms of darkness um, and those that are operating in the occultic uh, realms um, are going to be uh, taken out of uh, the place of darkness and brought into God's glorious light. And I've mm -hmm. seen that over the years. I've seen many people that were in some sort of occultism, demonic uh, manifestations that they were operating in got set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And something else I've noticed um, even about this is uh, about this month, I would say an increase in interest in the day of the dead, um, which is, I think early November, late October, early, I think it's maybe early November. Um, but I've noticed a, an increased interest in that as well. Um, and there's also, you see a lot of the iconography of that skulls and things like that, which, I mean, I guess, you know, you see a lot of that during Halloween, Halloween season here as well. Um, but yeah, that's something else I've noticed is, uh, which is also demonic, um, the day of the dead. Um, so yeah. Um, why do you think it does seem like there's an increase in, deliverance um you know backstage we were talking about jennifer martin um and even her ministry saw an uptick in that starting in like 2021 um and i've seen a lot of other people talking to a lot of other people on this show same thing for them was around that time they really saw i mean why do you think that is well i i believe that as things are getting darker and uh the light of god is moving through the body of christ that wherever there is light, darkness is going to begin to be exposed. Mm -hmm. And um, as we get closer to the return of Christ, we're going to begin to see more and more um, demonic onslaughts of the enemy. Uh, and we're going to have the answer through, through the power and the blood of Jesus. I mean, I, I talked to quite a number of people that 
not only see you know deliverance within their meetings but uh on the streets uh in the marketplace um going just grocery shopping you know uh the light that they're carrying the power of christ that they're carrying uh comes into contact with darkness uh that someone has allowed to be uh, a doorway to be opened in their own life maybe even a, de a demonic spirit that they didn't even know that they're opening to but now they're 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 oppressed they're um even possessed and they don't understand why they're feeling certain feelings that they're having uh certain thoughts are coming into their mind but when they come into contact with a believer uh whether it's at a church or or you know at the at the grocery store um that light comes into contact with that darkness and that darkness begins to be exposed and um then there's a confrontation of of uh, light and darkness that takes place mm, yeah so i i mean have you had a lot of experiences with being out i mean i'm sure you have charlie uh being out just praying for people out on the street and then them manifesting have you seen that Oh, numbers, a number yeah. of times. In <laughs> fact, um, you were just talking about the uptick of, of demonic manifestations just over the last several years. I remember um, just a couple of years ago, right at the start of COVID, when everything was kind of locked down, uh, the only place that was open was, you know, the Lowe's um, hardware store. You, you guys know the Lowe's. Uh -huh. and, and so like, it was like, the only place to get out to go to was 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 the Lowe's, and I was there. I was picking up some some plants and stuff, and I walked past this lady. And the moment that I walked past her, she literally began to manifest a, a demons, like full on, full blown wow. demon manifestation. It wasn't trying to pray for her. I was just trying to get some plants. Minding your garden. own business, yeah. Yeah, just just going about my 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 everyday, you know, kind of business and and this woman just begins to manifest right in um the garden section of Lowe's. No one that was there was even understanding what was happening, but this woman just begins to growl. She begins to talk, this demon begins to talk out of her that that uh it was going to kill me and um you know, I I challenged the spirit right there at Lowe's with the security guards there and the security guards wasn't they weren't understanding what was happening they just thought this woman was having uh -huh. like a psychological breakdown yeah. and i and i told them i said no i said this isn't a psychological breakdown i said this is a demon and you're we're going to we're going to deal with it right now their and eyes the guy, are probably the size of the, saucers oh yeah the 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 the, 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 the secure one of the security guards was like I've never seen anything like this. I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, I'm a minister of the gospel. I know exactly what's going on here. And I know exactly what to do. They were like, well, should we call the police? And I was like, no. I said, this woman is under a, a, a demonic power. I said, it is that what is speaking out of her is a demon. I said, uh, I've dealt with this uh, many, many times. I was like, let me deal with it. And they were like, they were kind of freaked out by it. They were like, you've dealt with this before like okay like we've never seen anything like this before ever and so i just commanded the devil 
in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of this woman and, and started to speak uh, to, because it was a, a, like a spirit of murder that was on this woman. She was like, I'm going to, this demon was saying, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to destroy wow. your life. She was like, had um, a metal, you know, those, um, you know, those things that you pick up trash with, like on the side of yeah, the road, like little grabber metal things. Thing. She grabbed one of those and was like swinging it violently. And um, the security was like, man, I don't know how much longer we can let this go. And I said, listen, I said, give me about another three, four minutes. I said, this woman is going to be completely set free. This demon's going to lead her. And so uh, right there in the garden section of Lowe's, I speak to the demon. I speak to the spirit of murder. I say, I, I command it in the name of Jesus to leave. The woman drops like a sack of potatoes right there. The spirit screams out of her. It leaves and like it looks like she's almost like dead. And the guys were like, dude, is she? The guy was literally like, is she dead? I was like, no. I was like, the demon just left her. Uh, I said, she's set free. The woman stands up completely right in her right mind, didn't even know what had just happened. Um, and they were like, wow, wow. Mm. And then they explained to the woman exactly what happened. She, and, and she was like, something left me, right? And, and, and what's so funny is like the security was like, listen, lady, like uh, we don't know exactly what just happened here. There was obviously something, uh, you know, um, we're going to have to ask you to leave. So, so although she got set free, she was asked to leave the lows, uh, but she left without her devils. So yeah, that's a good on. thing. Jeez. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I've seen it, you know, you're talking about Jennifer Martin, you know, yeah. Monday and myself used to travel, mm -hmm. uh, nearly 10 years together. In fact, we, uh, when I was 18, uh, Monday Martin was a, I mean, he's been friends of mine for over 20 yeah. years. So I, so we would go on the streets and we would see people set free by the power of the Lord. Um, nearly every single week we were going out winning souls for Jesus. And then we would run into uh, people that were oppressed and even possessed. Uh, and, and they would be set free on the streets. Uh, it was very, very powerful. Mm. Do you feel like, oh, man, there's a lot of, a lot of directions I want to go. Um, do you feel like this is, it, it really does seem like th this, uptick in spiritual activity light and dark becoming very prominent um it does seem like that's just continuing to uh, those those two camps are are becoming more and more and more clear as we progress especially throughout this year um and it doesn't show any signs of slowing down it does seem like this whole thing of the the demonic and us as the church having to actually operate in the functions that the Lord intended us to operate in, it's coming for people, whether they like it or not. So this whole attempt to live a comfortable life, cush, quiet behind, you know, uh, you know, minding your own business. I think that what you experienced at Lowe's is going to become a very common thing for a lot of believers, them trying to mind their own business and mm -hmm. demons reacting to the spirit that's with them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I believe that the atheist is a dying breed in our generation. Yeah, come on. And I, and there is a um, infusion of the supernatural 
that is being injected into the culture. Um, you know, I actually, Jeff, I prophesied about uh, right around 2019, I actually um, had prophesied that there would be a great increase of deliverance ministry. I had wow. actually seen that demonic spirits that were relegated to third world and underdeveloped nations, stuff that you would only see on the continent of Africa or if you were to go into um, you know, Asia, is, would begin to dawn the shores of America. And there would need to be an anointing uh, that would rise up uh, within the believer mm -hmm. to challenge these demonic forces and to see people set free. Mm. And um, so we've been seeing that. We've been seeing that uh, in, 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 in a great way. And we're seeing, you know, people that were, that are Christians that are oppressed being set free, but we're seeing wilder and wilder things uh, of people that um, maybe were in mental institutions being set free. We're seeing people that were uh, right out of the occult because the occult literature and the underbelly of occultism is uh, being uncovered in the American culture. Oh, yeah. That which has been hidden for so long within Hollywood, that's been hidden uh, you know, in the underbelly of, of the nation is now coming to the surface where it's openly being seen. And you can't, you, there, you can't sit on the sideline. This is the time where you're either going to choose the kingdom of light or you're going to choose the kingdom of darkness. That's right. That's right. There's no in between. Yeah. Hmm. And whatever you're opening yourself up to and, 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 and people say, well, I'm, you know, just of the, you, you know, the way of new age. And I believe in all these different uh, belief systems and I crystals and all these things. Uh, you're opening yourself up to uh, demonic attacks. Mm -hmm. um, and so you, there's no in between. You got to choose either the light or darkness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if you are on the side of, of the Lord, I, I think that it, it's, it's important to, uh, you know, I often say in the show, just because something makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong. I think it's important to have discernment. Um, cause mm -hmm. I know for myself, Charlie, like I didn't grow up in any kind of prophetic community, any kind of charismatic Pentecostal community. I've since become, you know, God has since led me into that, but, um, there were a lot of things that now are just normal ways for me to operate that I used to make fun of because it made me uncomfortable. Prophecy, mm. falling out in the glory, all those things, which are now normal. Um, and so I think that there are a lot of people within the church that are being awakened to deeper things, have been for the last... Uh, it's interesting because Jane Hammond actually released a prophecy back in 2015 that um and it was actually along with star wars the force awakens and she said i actually think that there's something to this because people are god is god is awakening people to to deeper things of the spirit and charlie i can honestly attest for myself 
it was around that time where I really saw a massive uptick even within myself. So thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And I know there are other, my yeah. wife is the same way. Other people as well. We since have like started working for the Elijah list, you know, post that it was a couple of years later. So I definitely see this. It's like people can resist this stuff. Like in trying, like, hide, like I said, hide away, live, you know, a quiet life, minding their own business. But this, this light and dark, these kingdom, this kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light, they're, they're coming for you, whether you like it or not, in terms of like, they're, they're going to be at your door when you open it, you know? Um, right. And right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what side you're on matters. And we got to know how to deal with certain demonic entities. Right. We also need to understand how to deal with uh, those that operate out of the occult. Yeah. Because they're not coming for people that are naive that don't know. Um, I mean, those people that are naive that don't believe or they're they're just they're basically susceptible to uh, attacks of the enemy unknowing. Right. Mm-hmm. But they are, but but those that operate in the occult, those that are operate um, in uh, different uh, occultic uh, practices, they're targeting people that are moving in the presence of God, that are changing culture, that are doing something for 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 the Lord, and um, so you become more uh, of a target. And so you need to know how to deal with these with these demonic uh, powers as well as people that operate in the in the occult. Mm, well, let's get and into how that to challenge yeah. them. Yeah, let's get into yeah. it, Charlie, because you have a lot of experience, like a lot more experience than I do in this, like a lot. And so I want to glean from you as well of like, like yeah, how do you deal with this? Have you said how to deal with the demo, demonic these demonic spirits, but also people within the occult? And I think those are great mm-hmm. places to start. Those will provide a lot of branching questions and and stuff like that. But yeah, like let's address demonic spirits. Like how how do you deal with these, Charlie? Well, I think the greatest the the greatest gift that people can ask the Lord for right now is discerning of spirits. Yeah, come on. This the, that gift it will give you the um the eyes of the spirit to see into the realm of spirit. So you'll be able to understand that the angelic, the demonic, and the human spirit. You'll also be able to see the source behind uh, the attack. A lot of times people, when they're being attacked, they begin to look inwardly. What am I doing wrong? What is wrong with me? Instead of recognizing that there could be an evil force at work um, and you need to begin to look outwardly into what's happening in the atmosphere, the culture, the environment of your in, in your surroundings and begin to discern what exactly is happening in that moment so that you can deal with that spirit properly. And then uh, and the Lord will give you uh, the blueprint on how to deal with that demonic power in that moment. You know, especially for leaders and people that are pastoring or they are um, they're attempting to do something powerful within their region, right? The moment that you begin to go after 
seeing citywide transformation. The moment that you begin to say, God, use um, uh, our community for the glory of the Lord. Well, everything that's hidden is going to begin to be uncovered. And I know personally from from uh, planting and doing what we're doing here uh, in our region, when we started really fasting and praying, we began to see much more um, occultic activity. We began to see witches coming out to our meetings, sitting in the in 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 the uh, in the gatherings. We began to notice uh, occultic things that were happening around our facility. And um, if I was naive to those things, I wouldn't have known how to deal with them or recognize the fact that, wow, we're stirring up things. And this isn't necessarily a negative thing, but we're stirring up things in such a, a, a way that those that are operating in the occult and have been kind of putting um, a blanket of darkness over our area um, are being challenged right now, right? And, yeah. and so we began to see all kinds of manifestations and I knew how to, I knew how to deal with it, uh, Jeff, because of, um, someone that had kind of mentored me, uh, you may not know him, but, uh, David Hogan, are you familiar with David Hogan? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know him personally, but I know of him. Yeah. So, so David told, told us, uh, years and years ago, this is like when I was 17, 18 years old. Um, that when he was breaking open his region in Mexico, uh, he was seeing a, a very uh, an uptick in in demonic activity to the point to where he was seeing uh, his family being uh, hit by by uh, by attacks, and he even had a, a demon spirit that came into his house. And began to bite one of his children, and leave bite marks on the child. What, dude? Yeah, that's gnarly. So, so he tells his wife. He says, he says, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to begin to fast. I'm going to lock myself in a room. I'm going to begin to pray until something breaks. Hmm. So there needs to be a radical answer to a to radical assaults coming from the enemy mm. right yeah because if we're if our our warfare is not against flesh and blood it's against principalities and powers these powers and principalities know that we're shaping and 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 changing the region to to the glory of god and we want to see it as a habitation of the lord and yeah. so as that's happening, these demonic roots are being pulled out. Well, the devil doesn't want to leave, man. Right. So it takes a force, like a really uh, a, a, a tenacity and a militancy to see demonic spirits and, and principalities uprooted from regions. So he begins to fast and pray. He says on the 15th day, the power of God came into his room and struck him like lightning, man, in his bedroom. Knocked him across the room, he said, and he was shaken by the power of the Lord, right? Several days after that, he's in his room. He's waiting on the Lord. The Lord says, says the force that's been hindering you is outside. He goes, it's yeah. outside. He, the Lord, he says, it's outside. And the Lord says, yes, go outside. Oh, like so outside, he goes outside out, just like literally in front of his house. <laughs> like in front of his house, bro. 
in front of his house. So he walks outside and there's a warlock standing there. Whoa, dude. Yeah. And so he challenges the warlock and the warlock dies in his front yard. Okay. That's yeah. All right. That's hardcore. And he said, he told us that he's prayed for, uh, you know, cause when it's one thing for when, when it, people are doing things unknowingly, it's another thing when occultists are actually targeting your family, uh, which is are targeting your, your family, your community, your church, when they're doing things on purpose to try to destroy you. Mm. See, there's a difference between the, there's grace and mercy, but then there's the judgment of the Lord. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so uh, he said that he's seen it where where witches have died. He's also seen it where they died. He he asked the Lord if he could resurrect them. They came back to life, and they had went to hell. And wow. when they came back, they actually gave their life to the Lord. Yeah, after seeing hell, I would imagine. Now, now I'll, I know that this is, we're we're going out today in 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 the realm of like yeah, we're going deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So last year, last year, uh, I'll just I want to let's get into this because this yeah, is dude. pretty extreme what happened. Yeah. But we started praying here in our region, and we started seeing all kinds of crazy things happening. And uh, I knew there was a, just a demonic force that was at work. But um, one morning I woke up. I'm getting ready for prayer. It's probably about like 4.30 in the morning because we start at 4. Uh, we start at 5, uh, and then we go to 10. So I'm getting ready. I'm in uh, a certain part of our house, and I felt this, like, heaviness in this part of our room. Okay. And I go, you know, what is this? Like, this? Uh, my house is a sanctuary. Like, yeah. there's supposed to be heaviness. Right. And the, the Lord opens my eyes. And I see this witch had astral projected into my house <laughs> and was standing in the corner of my room. Dude. Now, this isn't a demon. This is a witch that has now astral projected into my home and is cursing me. And I'm seeing it, like open eye seeing it, Jeff. And I, yeah. and I go, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he says, cut her silver cord. Dude, and so and I have I a said, really similar said, story. I'll share it after you're done. I said, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over you, witch, and I use the sword of the Lord and I cut your spiritual cord. And when I did that, this witch in the house screams like like the most just blood curdling god yeah it was so evil yeah. and then gone right and i'm like yeah you know the lord's good the lord's dealing with you yeah and so um wow. so then i walk out of the room like 15 minutes later my wife bryn comes and she goes she goes charlie you have to come here right now i said what she said no I, you have to come what what happened in the room like she didn't even know any of this stuff right She's like in a whole other part of the house. So she's not even hearing, didn't know anything. She goes, come here now. I, I go, I go, what, what's going on? She says, I have, I don't understand what, 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 what happened here. 
go back into the room and Jeff, no, on the floor, there is a pile of maggots. What? Literally a pile of maggots in this area of the room. Whoa. And I said, Lord, I said, what, what, what in the world? He said, he said, he said, that is a, a, a manifestation of what has happened to that witch. Whoa, dude. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mo the moment that that happened, Jeff, after that, we saw a tremendous breakthrough uh, in the region, in the area. Wow. So I had something similar, not as like, not regionally, but I did feel uh, this was 2001. I think I've shared this on the show before, but it, it um, it's been a while. Um, it was like 2001. So things are crazy around that time. They still kind of are, you know, but um, it was really intense. And and I felt like there was a real target on the Elijah list. Um, and my wife and I both felt called to do a 10 day fast over the Elijah list. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we just saw certain things happening with certain leaders. We just felt like they were under a lot of attack. And the Lord really called my wife and myself to just go to war. And so we did. And I would say it was like halfway through my fast. I woke up in the middle of the night to just like, I don't know how else to describe it other than like my spirit, all like the alarm bells were going off in my spirit. I felt this intense concentration of dark darkness at the foot of my bed. Um, it felt like it actually, I didn't see it physically, but I saw it in the spirit. It was almost like, like a vortex. Like it was, it was, it, everything was being pulled into this central spot. And that something was going to materialize. And so I got up and I immediately just started praying, um, pleading the blood of Jesus. And then I was like, Lord, and it w went away. And I was like, what was that? Like, because it was really intense. And then I heard the Lord say astral projection. And in that moment, mm. I realized there was someone trying to astral project at the foot of my bed. Um, and it was like right after that. And it really informed how to pray and i talked to some people that have had experience with this and um and we actually did see a big shift uh internally after that um wow. but yeah so i it, i didn't see any like physical manifestation of like a maggot pile or thing thank you lord because that's like maggots are disgusting um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah but um yeah i had something very similar like that happen um which was it was wild man yeah yeah, and you know, the, the enemy always wants to try to uh, stay in the cloak of darkness. And that's where the, the, the discerning of spirits comes through the Holy Spirit. And once that happens, they can't hide. Yeah. That cloak of darkness is uncovered and they're, and they're able uh, to be dealt with. And, um, you know, there are communities and there are churches that are under uh, such attack and they don't even realize what's going on. They don't even know that there's, that there's uh, witches, that there are people that are um, operating in the occult that are infiltrating into their meetings. And, and unless they deal with them, they can really bring havoc and destruction into the community. And so that's where this, the discerning of spirits comes in 
to uh, see people set free, to see demonic entities dealt with, and to see the power of the gospel go forth um, and, and to see lives transformed. Yeah. That's one of the other reasons that I love going on the streets. And, and um, you know, we'll go like right down to the craziest places. I mean, a couple of years ago, I went to CHOP uh -huh. uh, in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. And I mean, over the years, um, of course, you know, my brother and my father, you know, he was, he was just a, always a, a wild Holy Ghost believer. My mom would bring ba people back to our house that, that needed deliverance. I mean, I grew up around this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, every week, you, you know, there were always wild things, whether it was you know, the Lord showing up and his glory at our, at our home or like my dad casting at a devil in some, in our front yard. I mean, it was just wild. So, you know, at the beginning of our ministry, my ministry, um, I didn't even try to get into churches. I just was like, my dad was like, the streets is where it's at. Like you want to operate in power. Um, let's like hit the, hit the streets, you know? Cause I mean, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, like, there was one time I was in Alabama with my dad. This was like at the beginning of our ministry. Uh, and I'm up just up preaching. And and this lady, um, I'm preaching. This lady gets down on all fours and starts hopping around like a frog. Her 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 tongue is literally coming in and out of her mouth like like she is a like a frog. And and my dad jumps to the back of the church and starts casting the demon out of this lady. Well, after the service is over, man, I'm sitting in the back room with this pastor and he's like, I just want to let you know that your dad was out of order. And I was like, your, my dad was out of order. What do you mean? And, and he's like, that lady didn't have a demon. I was like, uh, yeah, she did. Yeah. Now this is in the back room of the church, man. Wow. This is the back room of the church. And I'm going, this, the, of course she had a demon. She was hopping around on all fours acting like a frog. And he's like, no, there's no way that she could have a demon. That's the deacon's wife. That's one of my Whoa, elders' wives. Oh, dude. Awkward. Needless to say, yeah, yeah no. <laughs> like, needless to say, we never went back to that ministry or that church. Yeah. But what, but so what I found was that um, for the radicalness of, of, of what we were going after and still going after, um, the streets is, was where it was at, mm -hmm. you know? And so I remember this one time me and my dad were out on the streets together. It's probably like three in the morning, two in the morning. And we're going right down to where like the gutter punks are at, right? All the, all the crazy wild young people are just in the streets and we're preaching to them. And this kid comes up to me, he's got a swollen hand. Actually, this video is on YouTube somewhere still. It's probably 10 years old, 15 years old. Um, and his I'm hands all up. swollen up. Yeah, no, it's called like street punk something. Just put street punk in Charlie. You might get some other videos of people like saying other things about me, but that Saying you're a punk. punk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, just kidding. So this kid's hands swollen, right? And I begin to pray for him. Power of God touches him. His hand goes back to normal. The video, we had to bleep out some stuff because he was like cussing. He was so like, like freaked out by what, 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 what happened uh, by him getting healed. 
but there was um, a man, a guy who was watching that was that was kind of close by, and he was a he was actually a vampire dude. Now, Jeff, when I say a vampire, I'm saying the fangs, everything, bro, real vampire. Yes, real vampire in a vampire cult. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. This guy's watching what's happening. So he sees the kid's hand go back to normal in, in, in instantly. All the other kids are freaking out. We're preaching the gospel. People are getting saved literally weeping and crying as they're watching what's happening. They're like, oh man, Jesus is real. You know, they're out there in the streets like partying, you know, just having, just going wild. And all of a sudden we show up, we start preaching to them. Power of God starts hitting. Kids are getting saved, getting delivered. This guy comes up to challenge me. And he's like, he, he, he explains to me that he is, he is a uh, high order in this occult in this vampire cult that he's a part of, he shows me his fangs. And when I say, I'm, I'm telling you, Jeff, real fangs, dude. Wow. Real fangs dude. on this kid. Eyes like gone. And he points at this ring that he had. And he says, and it's a, and, and, and it's a coven ring. And I know what, a, I know what coven rings are. And he goes, he goes, you see this stone. Now the stone was black. He said, this used to be a white stone. But because of the blood sacrifice, it is now black. Wow. He said, this is my coven ring. And I said, I said to him, I said, I said, Jesus's blood triumphs over all uh, um, other uh, blood sacrifices. And so he's challenging me. And he says, he says, do you, do you believe that God could touch me right now? And I said, absolutely. He says, yeah, but I've done all this. He starts naming all the things that he's done. I said, doesn't matter how far you've gone. I said, I said, the blood of Jesus will, will touch you right now. Hmm. So, so he's challenging me. He says, I, I said, let me pray for you. He goes, he goes, okay, I'll allow you to pray for me. He says, but don't touch me. I said, okay, I don't need to touch you. I said, I don't need to touch you. Jesus is going to touch you right now. So I stretched my hand towards him, put it almost like, uh, like in the, towards his chest area and asked the Holy Spirit to touch him. Well, the power of God hits this kid, right? And he's just standing there, like doesn't know what has hit him. And I go, what just happened? He goes, I feel my heart going strangely warm right now. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Crazy. Yeah. So then I say to him, I say, you, do you want to give your life to Jesus? He says, there's no way I can give my life to Jesus. I'm too far gone. Huh. Now, this is going to challenge some people's theology, you know, because, you know, sometimes we think that people are too far gone. Maybe yeah. they've done too much, you know. Um, but the fact that there was somewhere in that, that guy's life, that there was still an access point for the Holy Spirit to touch, lets you know that God wasn't finished with him. Yeah. So I said to him, I said, I said, you, 
you need to let me pray for you again. I believe the Holy Spirit's going to touch you in a stronger way. Mm-hmm. I said, but you need to take off that ring. So he takes off the ring. And was that a, that was, that was like a knowing within you, like a word of knowledge. Hey, like he needs to take that ring off in order for, for me to touch. Because there was a connection with the coven. There was a connection with the, with the demonic entity that he had made a coven with. And, and, and this was, um, you know, the, I don't want, I I don't want to get into everything about coven rings on the, on the broadcast, but there was a connection point there, uh, that needed to be broken. So he takes off the ring because obviously now he he's felt the power of God. He takes off the ring. We, we pray for him again. The power of the Holy Ghost hits this guy. He gets instantly delivered. And the fangs that were in his mouth go back to normal teeth. Wow. Yeah. From the fangs to normal teeth, he gets instantly delivered from this vampire spirit. He, his facial features even change because wow. he had like this glossed over like death look. Huh. The 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 uh, pigment of his skin changes. His whole countenance changes, and then he gives his life to Jesus right there. Dude, dude, gives us the signet ring from his cult, and we and and we had to uh, we had to dispose of it in a certain way because what happens with those rings? You can't just throw them in the trash. You can't just like toss them away. There's a certain way they have to be destroyed. Otherwise, they will go right back to um, the person. Hmm. So is it a matter of like crushing it or like praying? There's a certain there's a certain thing that you have to do in order to 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 break the coven so that it to break the the spell and the connection to um, that familiar spirit. And okay. so uh, the spirit guide can no longer bring the ring back to um, the owner. Okay. So 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 we did that, and and to this day he's still set free. Dude, man. Um, okay, so Charlie, like, I guess if we can take all the these encounters with you know different people in the cult or people that have made covenants with with uh coven rings and and all kinds of stuff so what what is i guess if we can distill down what's the appropriate response like because people are going to go out again if this stuff is becoming more prevalent it's an it's only a matter of time before a lot of us do come in contact with people like this what is the appropriate response so like if someone's like oh charlie i'm a uh i'm a warlock uh what is the appropriate kind of posture to take? Just, Hey, I want to pray for you. Uh, Like, is there a specific posture we should take as believers when we do come in contact with, you know, occult leaders, people within the occult, things like that? Well, I actually believe there's going to be a great revival among those that were, um, that are currently operating in darkness and the occult and occultism. Yeah. I believe we're going to begin to see many of them come to Jesus. And our answer um, should be to firstly reach out into in love. 
And like I said, um, Jeff, there's a difference between those that are that are knowingly attacking your family and then those that are just um, that are in the occult. Um, but they are deceived by the enemy. Hmm. Right. Okay. So there are those covens that are um, that are attacking that are that are looking to um, target ministries target families, target specific Christian communities, and then those that are just out, um, you know, and they're practicing occultists, but they're not, they're not attacking, um, attacking you or attacking like, uh, your church or your, or your Christian community. Mm. We approach those people differently. You know, I have friends that go to a burning man. Yeah. I have friends that go to uh, Salem during the during the um, you know during this you know the times when people are doing black math like you know the craziest the craziest yeah. stuff mm -hmm. yeah and reaching out to these people and showing them the love of Christ demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit revealing to them uh, that Jesus is alive revealing to them that God loves them, that Christ loves them. And some of it is planting seeds. And then other, other times we were going to see a harvest and in, in which we saw with that young man. But maybe there have been people coming before me that I don't know about that just kept sowing the seeds. I think my answer to that is we cannot be afraid because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Right. So we, yeah. we are going with the power of Christ. We're going with the love of Christ. And we have the mind of Christ to deal with any situation that we are facing. And we don't have to be afraid of darkness because light naturally dominates darkness. Mm -hmm. So we've been called to go out into all the world. And, that, and the Bible says that in the end days, that God is going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. So there's no flesh that God is not going to pour out his spirit upon. So they're either going to receive the spirit, reject the spirit, but our job is to go and bring the spirit. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So then I guess to that, uh, when, when you're praying for somebody and they start to manifest what, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to phrase this in a way because you have a hard hour. Okay. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to phrase this in a way that'll uh, not be super long, but I, I think back to a story that Jennifer Eve has shared about her story of deliverance. And she even said that, that there were these women that prayed over her and they weren't actually able to cast the demon out of her and actually took someone else. Uh, what is the difference between, um, uh, you know, praying for somebody and the demon getting cast out versus it not getting cast out. Is it a lot, not actually believing in your authority? Is it, I mean, it could be a lot of other things, but I guess maybe speak to that really quick. Okay. So when it comes to believer driving out demons, it's all by faith. Okay. Right. But it's also, it's also rooted in your identity and knowing who you are in Christ. Hmm. The more that the, those that want to learn and operate in deliverance, uh, come to the understanding of Christ living in the hope of glory, the more that they'll be able to challenge darkness. And th because demons understand authority. And so they're going to try to test your authority. 
And when they come up against someone that doesn't know who they are in Christ, they, and doesn't they don't really understand their authority or their identity in in as a son uh, uh, of God, then they will uh, use try to attempt to usurp that authority, mm -hmm. right? But when someone comes with the authority and they understand who they are, they are unstoppable. No demon force can stand in their way. Now, depending upon the type of spirit that you're dealing with, uh, it will take some time, right? And 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 that comes down to, um, again, what kind of demon is it? I know like Dr. Summerall had a young girl who was, they called her, uh, she was bitten by demons. I don't know if you know about this story, but this uh -uh. young girl was actually bitten by demons. And uh, this was a um, something that happened to Dr. Summerall in the in the nation of the Philippines. Okay, this young girl was uh, was demon possessed to the point to where this demon would come and bite her. Yeah, I've heard of scratching, physical, but never, never, never biting. Physical think. bite marks, wow. right? And so, uh, three priests died, and it was on the national news. Dr. Summerall came down from his prayer room, saw that his wife was watching on TV, and God said, I want you to deal with this. He said, what do you mean you want me to deal with this? The Lord says to him, I want you to go cast the devil out of that young girl. So he goes to the insane asylum and gets permission to go into the room with this demon-possessed girl. Okay. And he said, the moment that they locked the door, they said, we don't want you to go in there because three priests have already died. He said, I'm not a priest. I'm a son of the uh, of Christ. I'm a son of the of the Most High. I'm coming in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm a son of God. Come on. He said, put me in the room with her. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to die. They put him in the room. He said, her head spun around. And this girl who only spoke Filipino turns and says, Dr. Summerall, I know who you are. You've come to cast me out, but you can't do it. And he spoke back to the spirit and he said, "I, you, devil, you're right. My name is Dr. Summerall, Lester Summerall, but you have one thing wrong. I, I am going to cast you out. <laughs> so he drove the devil out of this girl and she was instantly set free. Power of God uh, delivered her. And and they it made national news, and uh, they actually printed in the papers that the devil had died. <laughs> the president of the country gave gave uh, Doctor Summerall, and um, uh, he wanted to meet him. He brought him into his into the um, presidential um, Oval Office of the Philippines. Uh, said, "What do you want?" He Doctor Summerall said, "I want the stadium that sits fifty thousand people." From that one girl's deliverance came one of the greatest revivals uh, that the Philippines has ever seen. Now, one of the parts of the story that people don't know is that Dr. Summerall didn't just cast the devil out of her for one day. He went back consecutively. In fact, um, from what Norval Hayes told me, he said that it, it was 16 times that Dr. Summerall had to go back and drive out this entity or these entities out of this girl because there were certain open doors that were in her life. Wow. So there, it can be a process of deliverance, yeah. but demons know your authority.
Yeah. They know your authority. He also had a, a, a young boy who would go invisible and uh, just vanish. And wow. I've seen that before. I also, my uh, when I was in the Middle East, prayed for a young girl who was bitten by demons as well. While I'm praying for her, she's, there's literal bite marks coming on her body. Hmm. She was a Muslim girl. Wow. And she was set free. Uh, me and my father prayed for her, and she was instantly delivered. The parents uh, brought her to the meeting. They were not saved. They were Muslims. They said that we heard that there was a man of God who drives out demons. Uh, we've brought her to the imam. He could do nothing. We've asked Muhammad to deliver her. She's still uh, being bitten by these demons. And can the man of God do anything? We ended up praying for the power of God, touched the young girl, and she was instantly delivered. Mm. Demons are brutal. They attack our families. They attack, um, they attack our communities. And we need to know who we are in Christ. And when we know who we are in Christ, we won't just drive them out individually, but we'll drive them out in masses. Mm, and that's on. one of the things that Dr. Summerall said, uh, that there was going to be a revival of deliverance, but he said it'll be on mass. Mm. He said, you'll see thousands of people being delivered instantaneously by the power of God. He's wow. on. He was on TVN when he said that. And I believe that's where we're at right now. Yeah. God is raising up a generation that's going to do mass deliverance. And we'll see a community set free. We'll see, uh, you know, occultic uh, practices that are being done in our cities. Uh, we'll see our cities liberated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Come so, on, come on. Powerful time we're living in. Yeah. So Charlie, why don't you just pray to that really quick, just in closing out. Yeah. So Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every single person underneath the sound of my voice. God, you've called us to be deliverers. You've called us to be supernatural glory carriers. You called us to cast out devils in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, today I ask you for an impartation, an impartation of boldness, an impartation of fearlessness, an impartation of the Holy Spirit. For, Lord, you said the Spirit of the Lord is upon you because you have anointed us. You have anointed those that are underneath the sound of my voice to go forth and preach the gospel. And Father, you've given to us the power to drive out darkness. Lord, we are called to be cities set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Lord, I thank you that we're going to let our light shine in this season, in this hour. And Lord, the glory of the Lord is going to radiate permeate out of our beings. Yes. And God, I thank you for stories, testimonies of deliverance as people go out into the highways and byways and begin to command devils to come out and people to be liberated and to come into the house of God mm -hmm. in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen, man, Charlie, uh, how can people follow you, man? You know, we're on all the social media platforms. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Charlie Champ. You can find me on Facebook, Charlie Champ. We're on Rumble. Uh, we have a Rumble channel, Destiny Encounters. Uh, YouTube, we're there as well. Uh, so you can follow us on all those platforms. And then, Jeff, if you'll just let me real quickly just say, we also have a book. It's called Alters, um, 
strategies, strategies for your victory in spiritual warfare. If people are interested in learning about water spirits, how to deal with demonic altars, this is the book that will really help them out. And they can get that on our website, mm, destinyencounters.com. Come on. Yeah. So get that book, you guys. You'll be really blessed. So Charlie, man, thank you. This was, this is really good. Really, really good. I appreciate you, man. Really. Uh, thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. So everybody, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow. Remember, we're starting our new teaching series, um, Healing from Trauma. It's going to be four parts with Rachel Cordero and Amber Wright. We already recorded the first episode and it's absolutely dynamite. So you guys do not want to miss that. That's 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We love you guys and we'll see you then. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.